You're listening to At The Mic with Keith, an independent podcast production. And welcome to this edition of At The Mic. I'm your host, Keith Malinak. At the enterprise that is the Blaze TV, there are some folks who have the ability to do pretty much anything. And one of those talented people is none other than Chris Cruz. Chris handles so much behind the scenes in addition to his role on Jeff Fisher's podcast, Chewing the Fat. Chris is a fixer. And when something breaks down and transmitting the product, he fixes it. Chris sat down and talked about his life growing up in Puerto Rico, how a cross-country drive changed his career trajectory and led to his becoming friends with the late Doc Thompson. Chris makes it pretty clear why he and Jeffy get along so well, and he tells us how Glenn Beck is responsible for the death of his pet? What? Say it ain't so! Here we go with today's At The Mic conversation. The one, the only, the Chris Cruz uh, actually, you're the real Chris Cruz. Absolutely. On, on Twitter, you're at real Chris Cruz. There's which a lot is of fake God there. Spelled, yeah, spelled K-R-I-S-C-R-U-Z. Yeah, you hear that, Glenn? It's oh. C-R-U-Z. Oh. Well, how does he try to spell it? K-R-U-Z. Does he know Ted Cruz? And this is the guy that supported Ted Cruz right. for the 2016 election and mm. decides to, every time he emails me, hey, Chris Cruz, at least he gets that correctly. Why that my you? name is Chris Cruz. There's no Chris. There's no Cruz. Why? It's Chris Cruz. Why That's my name. But he decides to KKK me. It's like KK. Okay, why is he using your full name in emails? Why can't he say, hey, Chris? No, because my name is Chris Cruz. Every time I introduce myself, it's Chris Cruz. I'm okay. like Madonna, uh-huh. but with two names. Wow. So when you address me... Is Chris Cruz? You're a confusing human being. Absolutely, you know that's why you invited me, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. And part of the confusion is the fact that you, well, you got your hair done up all. I did. I did. You said, "Hey, Chris, can we do?" Which is highly upsetting. You say, "Hey, Chris," like I oh, just sorry. stated before. Let me try. Let me let me let me let me work on okay. this because <clears throat> I, mean, I didn't know this. Hey, Chris Cruz. Yes. Uh, we're gonna do a podcast. You get all dolled up for me. I did. I, I got my oh, makeup done. I see this. I got my makeup done, and I did my hair. Okay. And it's very. It's just my. Yeah, interview hair. It's, well, it's well, it's pretty. It's my interview uh, hair. And so what I'm doing now is I'm gonna do what I do whenever we have a guest. I take a picture. Be sure to say cheese. Well, let me get above the microphone. Hold on, let me see. Hold on. Yeah, move the there. microphone. It's blocking your beautiful face here. But your hairdo is something else there, and it's Chris Cruz at the mic. Okay, Chris. You do pretty much everything here, <laughs> which we will cover. We will, we will get to. But before I do that, I want to start at the beginning. Ooh. Because you were born and raised in Puerto Rico. Puerto well, Let me try this. Let me do this right. Okay. Puerto. Man, I got to have a sip of water. <clears throat> Hang on. Yeah, you got to roll that R. Mm-hmm. There's an R right there. Puerto. Puerto. Puerto no, I feel like an idiot. Puerto Rico. Yeah. Puerto Rico. It's just one R. Puerto Rico. Thank you. You nailed it. Yeah. Well, so, how long were you in Puerto Rico? 12 years. 12 years. So, you were basically born and raised for the most part there, at yeah. least half of it. Yeah, I was born in, I was what you white people call hillbillies. Oh, really? Yes. I was actually born in a hill. Okay, so you were a hillbilly. I was an actual hillbilly. So, so Puerto Ricans would refer to you as a hillbilly. Yes, or yeah. hibarito. I love this. I love this. As the podcast goes on, I need the Spanish version of fun words like that, okay? Okay. Okay, so you grew up to the age of 12. Yes. In Puerto Rico. By the rainforest. By the rainforest. Yes. How was life in Puerto Rico? Amazing. Yeah? Oh, yeah. 
so my father, he was a police officer. Okay. And then he started working at the correction center, one of the largest correction center in Puerto Rico. And then he decided to open up his business. My f- grandfather has a business. He had a hotel business right next to El Junque, which is the rainforest uh-huh. of Puerto Rico. And then the so, jungle, the jungle, the, the rainforest, jungle, yeah, the rainforest. I said <laughs> rainforest. You say jungle. That's a little bit racist. Wait, how's that racist? It's just racist. That was a word before rainforest nope. was a thing. Next thing you say, you're gonna look like a monkey. Okay, well, I mean, you did put a wig on. Yeah, monkeys have wig. Wow. Okay, no. Here we go. So, <laughs> then my uh, grandparents uh, decided to open up like a Walmart kind of type, like a bodega, what you guys call a in bodega. New York a bodega. Look at that. And then my dad took over that bodega and then started adding a muffler shop and then a tire shop. And next thing we know, he's a business owner with power. Nice. So now my dad controls the hill. And then every time a alcalde slash mayor wanted to run for mayor, had to kiss the ring. Oh. You had to kiss the Robles ring to get approval. Uh-huh. So, because my dad was the leader of all the small businesses on the hill. Okay. So, and how did he get that? Very easy. You go out, you kiss the ring of the police department, <laughs> and then you say, hey, why aren't you patrolling us here at the hill? We're getting, you know, murders. We're getting killed. Oh, no. We're getting, oh, no. Our stores are getting, you know, what, what the heck? So, what my dad does, he says, what if I open up a police station? I'll buy it myself. I'll provide all the tools. And all we need is a patrol car just to come up and sign every stop that he makes into the police station. Stay there. We'll give him everything. So my dad raised money. He cut the ribbon. He built a police station where we lived. And it was funny. From the bottom of the hill to the top of the hill. The police patrol that was assigned to that area had to sign and come inside every business, sign and make sure that, and crime went down. So you could say that my dad was kind of like a puppet master. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And then just, you know, when the mayor was running for re-election, he had to come up and say, hey, do I have your support? Yes, you do. Okay. Currently, the ex-mayor of my city lives in my house, my childhood home. Oh, wow. That's cool. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. Yeah. So... Lots of bad things have happened to Puerto Rico. Oh, absolutely. Natural disasters the last few years. Yeah. And one of the reasons we left Puerto Rico was because of the crime. Oh. So even though we did... Even on the hill? Even though we got that special police station built and we got patrols, um, crime started going even higher. And when I was 11, my mom got robbed at gunpoint at no. the store. And then she started like losing her hair because of all the... Um, well, the yeah, trauma stress, from yeah. that stress. And my dad was like, well, I think it's time to go. Okay. Because during that last armed robbery that happened to my mom, my mm. dad got there quick and then he followed the guys and it may have pissed off some, oh boy, some, you know, really gang bad leaders yeah. and stuff like that. How many times you said the latest time? Yeah. How many times? Did- About seven. No, seven yeah. times robbed yeah. in her store. Mm-hmm. Was she carrying? Uh, no, my dad did. Okay. Plus, okay. then they knew not to mess with that store. This was like the young kids that did not know you don't mess with that store because Man, that that's the guy that has one of the biggest supporters, the police chief, the mayor. So It's like the movie, dude. It's fascinating. Wow. Okay. So 12 years old and your family says, we got to get out of here. You moved yep. to Florida. Uh, because if people don't realize, Puerto Rico, 
heart of the United States of America. We'll get the good, and we don't have the bad. Uh-huh. So you pay taxes. Oh, you know what? <laughs> wow. I'm going to Puerto Rico. Okay. Have you been back since they've had these terrible yes, problems with the back. earthquakes? and the? Oh, no. No, no, no. Last okay. time I was back was during my first marriage. Okay. And that was it. Okay. So yeah. you haven't been there since the hurricane then? Mm-mm. Okay. No. Mm-mm. It just sounds, you know, just bad stuff there. What's well, Puerto Rico? You're used to it. Okay, it's you not, say so. Yeah, it's not, and that's what's thing is. Oh, it's so bad. Not from the perspective of the Puerto Ricans. Oh, really? Because we're used to it. like we only get perspective, right? Yeah, like for example, let's say um, water, seed water. We only get that like maybe twice a week. Mm. The rest of it, you have to make sure you have a water tank. Oh boy! So that different world, huh? Yeah, so that you have water during the days you have no. Water from the sure. city. Yeah. Because over there, um, you want to see how socialist Puerto Rico is. The water comes from the government. Mm-hmm. So does the electricity. Oh, boy. That's fun. So, <laughs> so when did you, where did you move in Florida? Where did you get to? Uh, Orlando. Okay. And so that's where you were raised from the year 12 on? Yes. Okay. 12 on, yes. What do you like better, Puerto Rico or Florida? Oh, Florida. You okay. have Central AC unit. I didn't know about Central AC unit until <laughs> I moved to the United States. <laughs> That's awesome. And you have four siblings? Four siblings, yes. And are these brothers, sisters? One we, brother, three sisters. Where do you fall in the pecking order? Oldest. You're the oldest. Mm-hmm. Wow. So what's the range from you down to the youngest? I don't know. You have no idea? No. Really? 19. 19 years? Or eight. No, she's 18. She's 19. 18. How old are you? <sighs> 30. Oh, no. 30. So I just hit 30, bro. So you're about 12 years older than your youngest sibling. <sighs> That's how math works. Okay. Cool. Oh, okay. Were you close, your family, your, your siblings? Oh, uh, we text. Okay, but growing up, did you guys, uh, what, what did you do with them? Did you fight a know. lot, or did you uh, hang out, or what? Just hang out. What did you do for I fun? I cooked for them. Oh, you you cooked? Yeah, oh. I was the one that, so once we moved to the United States, um, I was the one that both parents started working. I was the one kind of like taking care of them when parents was at work, mm-hmm. so I just took, I was like kind of like the um, the older brother. Okay, well, that Maybe makes sense since, was, since you are the older brother. Yeah. So wait, you're, you, Chris Cruz, yes. are the one who your siblings, in effect, had to look up to as an Absolutely. example? Absolutely. Ooh. Ooh, how are they doing today? Amazing. You got one that's great? a store manager at McDonald's. Okay. You got the other one that is a hairstylist. Okay. You got the other one that's a, a stay-at-home mom in uh-huh. Alaska. Wow. And another one that's going to pastor school. Wow. She wants to be a pastor. Okay. So, so I, I think I did good. Wow, you you did. did great. Or, or they got lucky. No, I just did good. You went to Full Sail University. What kind of classes? What did you major in there? <laughs> Twitter. You majored in Twitter? <laughs> I don't know. Is that a major now? Yeah. That's a, that's it's called Media Communications, and they teach you how to use social media. <laughs> okay. Very yeah, good. And you parlayed that into a, a nice uh, job here. Uh, yeah. So that's cool. All right. And Full Sail, is that down in Florida? That is in Winter Park, Florida. Yes. Okay. That is one of the, well, actually, is the school if you want to learn about production. I believe, in my perspective, they have three core programs. Okay. They have the music, which is, they teach you how to be a producer, a music producer. They have film, and they teach you all the way from camera, lighting, directing, acting, and then they have media communication. And you were that one. And I was that one. The only reason why I chose media communication is because it's cheaper. Oh, okay. It's $30,000. Oh, 
all the other ones are like a hundred thousand dollars. What? Media communication. Here's the thing: if you're a uh, high school person that says, you know, I like media, I want to see what's going on in there, and I'm in Florida. Oh, look at that! I'm in Winto Park, and I want to go to college. If you want to do that, the best suggestion I could give you is you go to Full Sail and then you do the media communication program. Okay. Why you do that is because media communication does the one-on-ones for all the other programs. Mm. So they teach you the basics gotcha, of yeah. film, music, editing, all that stuff, and you just pay $30,000. Mm-hmm. And you're good. And if you kiss butt and become a teacher's pet, which I did. What? No, wait. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I won't hear it. Chris Cruz, a teacher's pet? Um, you get to befriend all these other teachers, and they allow you to what a, what they call is audit a class. Oh, oh you get snap. to attend the class without doing the homework, and you just learn. No wonder you and Jeffy get along so well. So thirty thousand dollars for me was like okay. Next, you guys are both scamming the system, nice. or just using the system or in using our favor. System. Sure, yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Scamming is such a big word. Okay. At what point did you decide? Hey, you know what? I want to be in radio. I want to. I want to. Do this for a living. When did you get that bug, I guess? that early? When I started listening to radio, talk radio. Mm-hmm. So most of your listeners will probably remember me talking about this story. Was It was 2013. I was driving from Virginia to California. I just got served with divorce papers. Mm-hmm. And the military said, "We have it's time for you to leave Virginia and go to the Mojave Desert in California. Okay. So I get in the car. One of my mentors at that time, Lieutenant Colonel something, <laughs> um, sends me a Facebook message and says, I know you have a long drive to California. You should listen to this person. And it's a Glenn Beck program podcast. Oh, wow. And I was like, okay, sure, whatever. Well, I'm driving to California during the Christmas break. Here's the thing. I did not know radio hosts took vacations during Christmas break. So when I'm listening to the Glenbeck program, it's Doc Thompson and Skip Lacombe. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, these guys are funny. <laughs> this Glenbeck dude is hilarious. <laughs> but if you remember back in 2013, the podcast picture for the Glenbeck program was Glenn in the middle, Stu and Pat on the sides. Uh-huh. But it was Fat Pat. Fat Pat? Fat Pat. Okay. Where he was so fat. How fat was he? He looked like uh, the uncle from Full House, the one that plays with the puppets. Uh-huh. And then I thought, I'm like, dude, you went from Full House to hosting our podcast? <laughs> I have not told that story to Pat. So I'm like, okay. I don't want to either. I don't think so either. Might have to edit that yeah, out. Yeah, you can edit that out. <laughs> no, don't do it. And and then, so, you, so you looked at the podcast so I looked picture. So at the podcast picture. I'm like, oh, this is cool. So I started listening. Again, it was a it was a trip from Virginia to California. So, this was, you know, there's like more than 10-hour drive there. So I'm sorry listening. And I'm listening to this. I'm like, oh, I really love it. Then come to find out it was not the Glenn Beck program. It was the Glenn Beck program with uh, Phil and host, Doc Thompson and Skip Lacombe. Mm-hmm. And I started listening to them. And I was like, man, I really love what they're doing. It's fun. In 2014, I get the sad news that thanks to Obama, he decided to cut military forces, leaving the Air Force smallest since it was created. So during my transition to changing careers, I was like, I need a new career. And when I drove from California to Florida, back to my parents' house, because I decided to move in back with my parents, Mm -hmm. 
I was like, you know what? I think this is something for me. So I started contacting hosts like Doc and Skip and be like, hey, you know, I'm kind of interested in this. I've never done it. As you can see, my English is not very good. <laughs> but I feel like I have some future in this radio business. I don't like to be in front of the camera. Mm -hmm. I love doing the background stuff, which is why I love working production. Right. Because I get to do the research. I get to do what makes people look good. And then you have powerful people like Pat, Glenn, <laughs> Stu, all these people. <laughs> I work. You got them saying your words. So that's when I was like, you know what? I want to do that. And then Doc gave me the opportunity to just host little mini segments that he would just tweet out. And then I was like, I think I could do this. And then I started doing my own podcast, mm. you know, and I was kind of like doing that for a little bit. And then I got tired of it because it's just way too much. And I started hosting other shows around the country um, in Vegas radio station. I hosted a radio show in Vegas. It was awesome. What was it about? Uh, millennials in politics. Mm. So I tried to capitalize on the whole millennials thing in mm -hmm. politics. I just did not like it. But after that, I went to school. And then I dropped out of school because the place was hiring when they decided to close everything down in New York and come to Texas. Gotcha. And then I'm here. Okay, so but we skipped over something there. Um, what did you skip? Well, I mean, it's my fault. I should have asked you. You were in the Air Force. Yeah. So when did you sign up? 2009, August. Okay. All right. And what did you end up doing in the Air Force? I was a police officer. Okay. Well, Jeffy calls a gate guard, okay. which is true. Oh, really? Yeah. No, we just watch the gate. Unless we deploy them, we do some pretty cool stuff. But then we do that, and then I decided to do a canine handler. Oh, cool. That sounds like Because I got tired of working with people. At the gate. At the gate. At the gate. Yeah. Okay. Crazy hours. And so did you have to serve overseas ever, or were Two you tours, uh -huh. Afghanistan and Iraq. Uh -huh. How was that? Um, in Afghanistan, I was 19 years old. I landed and a bomb goes off mm -mm. and come to find out that is you're welcome to the base is how the afghanis taliban they welcome you to the base every time they the see taliban welcomes um, you um every time they see a transport plane transport plane uh -huh. they welcome you with you know a couple bombs here and there mm. and a couple mortars oh, a couple of Shooting, you know. Can't imagine. How long were you there in Afghanistan? I was in Afghanistan about eight months. Oh. And then I was in Iraq about four to five because Obama was like, we're done with Iraq. It's time to go. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wait, what do you mean? Yeah, it's time to go. Look at the time and we have to go back. And I'm like, oh, you guys will be back by Thanksgiving. Like, I know you're trying to get reelected, mm -hmm. but Okay. So you get back here, mm -hmm. and I ask the question, was it a direct path to the blaze, your your career arc? Which obviously it wasn't. You took a very creative route by getting in touch with all these hosts. Yes. How did it go down where Doc Thompson uh, A said, lot of lying. Uh, by a you? A lot of lying. Oh, no. A lot of... Oh, no. A lot of faking it until you make it. <laughs> And I don't know if I want to let all my cats out of the bag oh, and no. all my tricks. And, and in honor of Doc. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, so with Doc, for example, I was, I think I could let this one out. I think it's time. <laughs> um, most of the breaking news that he would break on his Twitter, most of those were written by me. Okay. 
um, during the election nights when he always said, I have a guy in Florida on the ground. Yeah, that was me in my bedroom. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so there was a, most of the things were, for example, my first real gig in the radio slash TV world was with um, a guy named Jeff Adams in Lakeland, Florida. And he was like, hey, you know, do you want to do some camera work? Do you want to do some tricaster work? Do you want to do some, some TV production? I'm like, oh, yeah. Do you know how to do it? Absolutely. Oh, no. Chris Cruz. Absolutely know how to do it. So uh, right in front of the studios where he was down there in Lakeland, uh, Florida, there is uh, Jimmy John's. So I went there to Jimmy John's. I opened up my computer, logged into the internet, and started doing some YouTube tutorials uh-huh. on what to do all that stuff. And then when I came back, I was like, Where's your TriCaster? Okay, here we go. And then I knew the basics. Okay. Now, when I felt like he was about to do something that I definitely did not know, I was like, oh, can you show me? Because it's been a while since. <laughs> I've never touched this software. Been but it's a been while. a while since, since <laughs> I touched this. And the board that I had is a different. You know, I had a 2, not a 15. So, can can yeah, can we, can we just change it up? So, it, it was a lot of faking to making it. And then a lot of lying mm-hmm. called White Lies where, you know, during the 2016 election, that's when I really started getting really active because uh-huh. I really wanted the gig Okay. to work here at the place. Gotcha. I really wanted to get the gig. So what I did was I started manipulating some documentations that will say that I belong to a press agency. Wow. And then all I had to do is submit those to the press corps of, like, let's say, the Ted Cruz campaign for presidency. And, oh, you're good to go. You show us your driver's license and you're good. So I was able to get into the Ted Cruz stuff. I was able to get to the Trump stuff. I was able to get to the Iran deal um, that Glenn was in there. Mm. It was the Iran deal protest in D.C. Okay. And that one, I almost pooped my pants. What do you mean? Because. You almost went Al Roker? Uh, almost, because I was at the Capitol, not at the White House. Okay. Um, so <laughs> I see a couple of friendly faces that I've been following since Florida. Okay. So what I told Doc Thompson was that, hey, I can work Florida for you. Anything Florida, if the, the candidates are here, I can be there. And I can send you clips and stuff like that. And I was like, and I could probably do the 13 colonies, you know, all the way up. Mm. And he was like, oh, cool. So I started working my way. I was following Ted Cruz all the way up Florida, South Carolina, North Carolina, D.C. Mm-hmm. And so when I get to D.C., I just didn't know that was going to be a big event. Is Donald Trump was there. Sarah Palin was there. Ted Cruz was there. Doug right. Dynasty was there. Glenn Beck was there. But I wanted to be with the press people because by this time, Chris Cruz does not belong with the masses. Like, I am press. Like, what am I doing here? Mm-hmm. So... um. As I'm casing out the joint <laughs> right in front of the Capitol, right. I go in there and I'm looking and I do not suggest, do, this is not an endorsement to what I did. Um, and should not try this at home either. So I see the entrance to the press and I see there's a table. Uh-oh. There's two fat guys okay. coming in. I see them and I'm like, Here's my chance. Either I sneaking with the fat guys and I'm just another fat role <laughs> or I introduce myself to the fat guys, make myself sound important, walk with them. No one's going to 
<laughs> Question me. <laughs> Plan B. Uh-oh. I'm going to introduce myself. Walk with them. Here we go. See the big guy? So I was like, hey, dude, you're here awesome. Dude, he was like, Chris Cruz, we just met. He's like, oh, hey, Chris Cruz, how are you doing? Boom. I just passed the first table. Boop. I passed the second table. I'm in. We have a little conversation of like, hey, how are you? How's everybody? How's the family? Blah, blah, blah. They leave. I panic because I did not know I was going to make it this far. <laughs> and well, first of all, no wonder you and Jeffy get along so well. You guys are the same person. Continue. For that split second that I panic, a press lady that is, you know, a volunteer giving a press passes. She says, hey, sweetie, what's your press pass? And I'm like, oh, I left it in the car. I'm so sorry. Like, and at this point, I had like my bag. So I had a camera. I had microphones. I had all my gear that I was carried to record. I'm like, it's not in my bag. I'm so, okay, I'll be right back. I'm so sorry. Keith, mm-hmm. she says this. Oh, no. Oh, honey, don't worry. It happens to all of us. She takes off her press badge. No way. Oh, no. And puts it on my neck. No. And you thought you had just gotten the Medal of Freedom Award, And I thought, this is genius. What also saved me, too, was that Michelle, Glenn's old assistant, Mm -hmm. was there. (laughs) And I knew her. Because here's another trick for y'all that are trying to make it in the business world, media world. You always befriend the secretary and the janitors. Uh Uh-huh. Those are the people that know everything. So as she's handing me this, she's also seeing me get waved and hello by Michelle Michelle. Mm -hmm. and one of Glenn's security guard. Where had you met Michelle? So Glenn was in Florida a couple of days before Uh during a FreedomWorks event in Tampa. Gotcha. And I already had the in with FreedomWorks because FreedomWorks had flown me to D.C. a couple of times to do a couple of things. So, like, I've worked my way where I knew the basics people. So, <laughs> And the, you remember everybody's name? Okay. Or? Oh, well, uh, this scenario? Absolutely. Nice. You know, but other scenarios, I'll be like, your name is. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So, I did that. And then after that, I kind of were like, you know, I think there's a career here of me doing kind of the correspondent thing. Uh-huh. But then I wanted more, which is why I went to school, okay. thinking that it was going to help me. And if your next question is, how much has your degree helped you in sure. Sure, Radio World? Absolutely none. <laughs> so you could say I wasted $30,000. Uh, so <laughs> in other words, uh, the degree didn't get you in. It was no. your... Uh, your, your Smarts your and wits. Yeah. That's scam. See, there you go. You're using big words again. My wits... Your lies. Uh, no, oh, another okay. big word. That's a big <laughs> word. A, I was, okay, so I'll give you trickery. Trickery. Yes. Your your quick thinking. Quick thinking on yes. your feet. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Just and one then, rule: do not panic. You have been a manager at McDonald's. Absolutely. Have you ever been a part of any of these viral videos that show customers really upset no. with their orders? No, because when I was working at McDonald's, I started working at McDonald's at the age of fourteen. Mm. Then I became a manager at the age of 16. Mm-hmm. Then I became assistant manager, which is just like you assist the store manager. That was at the age of 17. 
And they were like, we can't make your store manager because you're not 18. I was like, well, that's ageism. Huh. And I went across the street from the McDonald's and I knock on the recruiter's office, get me out of here. Oh, boy. Then I waited a year. Gotcha. 19 is when I got into the military. Okay. I gotcha. You are married. I am. To Autumn. Yes. Who works at Mercury One. Used to work at Mercury oh, One. Oh, used to work at Mercury One. Yeah. I'm I sorry. gave her a uh, stay-at-home mom job. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, okay. I gotcha. And how how's that going? Good. Because you've been married just a short time. About a year. About a year. And your wife married us. That's right. She was the pastor at your wedding. Yeah. And uh, that's really cool. Let's see here. She knows all my deepest, darkest secrets, too. Oh, no. Because we had to go to marriage counseling. Not marriage counseling. Uh, what's that thing called? Premarital. Like counseling. Yeah, premarital counseling. Yeah, premarital counseling. Yeah. She would not marry us until we went through her class. Wow. Which is like... That's annoying, right? Absolutely. Right? But we all, we've all had to go through that. You know, if we want to get married at a church or whatever. Yes. Or, or whatever like and that. And it was fun. Mm. She saw me cry a couple of times, Ooh. which is upsetting. Yeah, that's no good. Absolutely. Man. Yeah, you'll, you'll be reminded of that for the rest of your oh, life. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So, okay, you have a son. I do, Milo. Milo, who is so cute when he comes and visits here. Oh, yeah. And that's from your previous marriage. Yes. How old is he now? Eight. When's he coming back here to hang out with us? Summer. Nice. Okay. Uh, he looks just like you. Thank you. Effectively. Um, the good stuff. Yeah. I mean, not like the crazy hair thing you got going on Oh, no, on this today. is, you know, this is uh, unique to me only. Uh-huh. Yeah. And again, yeah. he's not being interviewed, but if you go and say, hey, Milo's doing an interview, he turns into this hair. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is any of your hair. So, uh, I'm jealous. Absolutely. I wish I you had be. a head of hair like that. Yeah. Does he know what he wants to do yet for a career? Is it too early? He is funny because he's spent about three summers. Yeah, I've been here for three years. So he spent about three summers here. And the one thing that he wants to do is this. Oh, wow. Like be on the radio or something? No, do what I do behind the scenes. Behind the scenes stuff, like producing. He likes pushing buttons Mm -hmm. and making sound effects and thinking of ideas. So he likes that. Or, you know, you could ask any eighth-year-old boy, Mm -hmm. what do you want to do? I'm going to be a YouTuber. You know, oh, that wow. too. Oh, no. So. What kind of videos would he talk, what would he talk about? He wants to do the uh, prank videos. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to tell him that YouTube is uh, not awarding those anymore. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Because they're causing in- accidents. Like, I don't know if you saw. Oh, no. There's this new challenge called. Not a challenge, There's man. another challenge. It's a TikTok challenge mm-hmm. and a Skull Crusher challenge. And what they do is there's three people. Again, don't try this at home. Mm-hmm. Three people. If you imagine them in a line, so it's one, two, three, right? Okay. And the two on the sides, they jump. And they say, hey, don't jump until after I jump. So they on the sides, they jump at the same time. And then they say the person in the middle, jump. When the person is jumping, as the person is landing, they trip them. And the person lands on their back, crushing their skull. Skull, skull crusher. Challenge. That is horrific. Yeah, there's people in the hospital, man. That is not cool at no, all. No, you're freaking... You're jumping and you're landing on your skull, on your oh, back. God. Yeah, why so. are why are human beings so evil? No, I don't think that's evil. Oh, I think, come on, no. man. Hold on. It's just the Darwin effect. It's just, you know, those people are the people that, you know, they were eating toothpaste. And all right. Got it. Got okay. it. What do you do for fun, man? I do this. Oh, good answer. Yeah, this good is what answer. I do for fun. I, I have a little studio set up um, upstairs, and I just record. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, that's better than the answer you gave me in the email when I What asked did you. it give you? Uh, sleep or watching TV? Yeah. See, I learned a new one. 
<laughs> What's your favorite TV show right now? Oh, hmm? do you have the time? Yeah. Okay. So right now I'm doing. I mean, this. it's just one word answer. No, right? it's not. It's, see, that's the thing. It's not a one word answer. Okay. Because well. you know you have programs like Disney Plus. So if you ask me, hey, what's your favorite show on Disney Plus? Uh, oh, Star oh, okay. Wars, Clone Wars, the cartoon version. Oh, my kids are just eating yep. that up. Like if Milo were in town right now, he would be watching those episodes with my kids at my house. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. In Netflix, The Office. Oh wow. Okay. Good. In Hulu, Zoe's Playlist. So what? Zoe's Playlist. Zoe's Playlist. What yes. is that show about? It's a girl that is realizing that she has superpowers oh. and can see other people perform music to their feelings. So huh. if you're feeling sad, you might you know be singing a sad song and she sees all that. It's pretty oh, cool. Oh, that sounds interesting. If you say HBO, mm-hmm. it's Kirby's Enthusiasm. Kirby Enthusiasm, okay. If you see Prime Video or Amazon Prime or whatever you want to call that, you know I will say The Man in the High Castle. Okay, yeah. If you say Apple TV, The Morning Show. Wow. If you say Blaze TV, mm. I don't have a favorite show. Pat Gray Unleashed. Okay. Weekday mornings uh, here on Blaze TV. If you say DC Universe, then Doom Patrol. If you say sci-fi, then it's The Magicians. Okay. Does that answer your question? No, we, we covered a lot of ground there. Absolutely. We did. We did. What's the last song that you listened to on repeat? Oh, that is uh, <laughs> no. It's great. Oh, so what do we got? Amazing. Is it song. in English? It is in English. Okay, that's good. It's called "Never Lost," mm. and it's by the Elevation Worship. It's okay. a Christian song. Mm-hmm. All right. I've just listened to that is this it catchy? morning. It's very catchy. All right, and what's it again? Never, never lost. lost. Okay. Yes, never lost. Okay. How many pets? Currently, I am carrying three pets. I have a tortoise, oh, Charlie no. the tortoise. Wait a minute. Hold on. This is going to ha- be a sad story then because- Yes. Yes, I'm it is. looking at the yes. email response I and know. there's four. There was four. And now there's three. Yeah, Glenn killed one. What? Yeah. So okay, you have, a, you have a dog named Thor. Thor. You have a dog named Loki. Loki. You have, continue? A capybara. Okay. And he passed away. Oh, um, yeah. He got started having seizures. How did seizures? Glenn kill him then? Because Glenn wanted to keep him another week here. Oh, oh no! What? Because Glenn wanted to do kind of like a video with. I didn't realize about, there was one among us. Where was he? Yeah, that wasn't here. Where was well, it he? wasn't in here. It was at my house. And I brought him one day, and then he was like, "I want to do a video about this animal." I'm like, "Okay, let's do it." And then he was like, "Can you stay another week?" I'm like, "Absolutely," and died. Wow, Glenn Beck, you heard it here first. <laughs> Glenn Beck kills small animals. And then uh, Charlie the tortoise. Yeah, okay. How much ground does he cover like in- The whole backyard. An hour. Oh, how far the could whole he backyard. Get? Okay. The whole backyard. All right. He runs. Wow. Oh, yeah, this guy means- Is there a video of him? Business. If you put a video on Twitter oh, yeah. or something? Oh, yeah, Instagram. Real Chris Cruz. Oh, Chris Cruz. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, so let's go through your social medias here. Yeah. Is it Real Chris Cruz? All the way around. Everywhere. So it's R-E-A-L-K-R-I-S-C-R-U-Z, and that is on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, Facebook is producer Chris Cruz. Well, that's confusing. Well, now someone someone took real Chris Cruz on Facebook. What a jerk. Absolutely. Did you find this person? I did. And what'd they say? I blocked them and reported them as fake. What, what is that going to do? Delete their account. Well, okay. I mean, that just seems... Nope. Facebook responded? No. Oh. How long have you been waiting for that one? How long? Yikes. I've been swimming in my driver's license and told them I'm the real one, not him. Wow. Wow. Well, so, good luck with that. No, thank uh, you. Doesn't sound like it's going to no, work out. No, I don't out, think so either. But uh, I'm sorry to hear there's an But I kept it something general, producer. Yeah, producer yeah. Chris Cruz. Okay. Obviously, you can speak Spanish, which I guess is your interesting talent. Absolutely. 
Okay, well, um, why don't you tell people to listen to At The Mic with Keith? Oof. What, you don't want to do that for me? No. Why not? I don't think Puerto Rican, so Spanish wants to listen to you. Why not? White male. Actually, white cis male. That sounds racist. Absolutely. It sounds like... it sounds like I'm allowed to be racist. No, I'm not talking about you, but now we've got another thing to talk about. Are you racist? Absolutely. Wow. Okay, well, at least you're honest about it. Why am I going to lie about that? So, um, I don't know. You lie to get through press credential That's areas. different. Okay. This is my feelings. What is something people don't know about you other than you're racist? No. What, what, what is something that people don't know about you? I dated a transvestite. How'd that go? It was a surprise. It was in California. I was in an app and I thought he was a girl. Well, he was a girl. No. He still had male body parts, but the outside looked like a girl. He had boobs, beautiful small features, no Adam's <laughs> apple. I started dating and when we are on the date, she's oh. sitting in front of me. I'm in California. Okay. Usually, if you see all these YouTube videos that are like trending, uh, from like Jimmy Kimmel or from um, Ashton Kusher. You know, those shows are like pranking shows. Mm-hmm. I thought I was being pranked because oh. here it is, this beautiful person sitting in front of me. And here I am, a flat blob. What you thought, going was, up. A, what you thought I thought was, it was a, a prank. Beautiful woman. Yeah, it's a beautiful woman. Okay. And I'm like, where are the cameras? And I actually did say this. I was like, hey, I'm so sorry if I like offend you, but I don't think this is going to offend you. But like, what's the catch? Why is it you a pretty lady, pretty woman, single. Mm-hmm. Like, it makes no sense. We had a great conversation. We've been talking for about an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Like, you seem legit. What's the catch? <laughs> Where's Aston Kutcher about to jump out and say, ha, gotcha. <laughs> Where's that at? Oh, no. She goes, well, this is not something I bring up on the first date. I'm like, ooh, she's a murderer. She's usually about to murder me here. <laughs> and then she goes, I'm a trans woman. And I'm like, I don't know what that is. Please elaborate more. I have a penis. Okay. So I was like, okay, well, uh, so do I. Another thing we have in common. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I knew it was not going to go anywhere. Yeah. Because that's not what I was going to. But I did not also want to offend. Was this on the first date? Or? Yes. This, okay. is, this is still like, on the first date. Yeah. Did you just shake hands like bros and call it a night? No. No. Oh. No. Oh, no. Oh. Because I felt like if she was being dishonest with me, I should not be so like, okay, goodbye. Eh, let's finish the date. Let's go for yogurt. Go for yogurt. Let's go for frozen oh, yogurt. So, yeah. so we walked to frozen yogurt. Uh-huh. Give her a kiss on the cheek. Oh, no. Have a good night. Oh, and we didn't talk anymore. I was going to ask you. It wasn't a second date? No, she knew. <laughs> she knew. <laughs> she Even though I tried my best to make her feel that it wasn't affecting me, she kind of knew. Right, right. So good luck out there. You want to become a pilot? I wanted to. Oh, you wanted to. I wanted to. I misread the question then. It just says, what is something people don't know about you? And your answer was, I want to become a pilot. Yeah, I wanted to become a pilot. Okay. That's why I joined the Air Force, uh-huh, thinking right. that I wanted to be a pilot. But here's the thing about pilots in the Air Force. Oh, no. There's a weight and a height. Really? I never thought of that, but that would make sense. Yeah. Did not meet any of those. Didn't, were you close? I mean, did you no. almost get in there? Mm-mm. No. No. Where, you have to be 170. Okay. And at the time when I joined the military, the lowest I was able to get is like 190. Okay. And the height, I didn't 
What's the height recommendation? I don't remember. Okay. Now I could even be a flight attendant at the stupid Air Force either because I was too tall. Wait, there's flight attendants? Yes. In the Air Force? Yes. Those are the guys that work in Air Force One. Oh, I never thought of that. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. But no. I did work with Air Force One. Oh, yeah. Tell me. What do you mean? I worked. Uh, so President Obama mm-hmm. was flying in. He was going to Newport News slash Virginia Beach. No, Newport News to speak at a college, black college. Air Force One is in the air. It's always being escorted by fighter jets. Mm. You might not see them. I was about to say, but they're there. Because Air Force One flew over me once while I was playing yeah. golf in Nebraska. Yeah, they're and, there, and I just didn't see yeah. anything they're else. They're there. Huh. Yeah, they're there. And so while the airplane is on the air, those fighter pilots—that's their responsibility to protect the president. Sure. As the plane is about to land, there is some gaps of who is responsible to make sure that the plane is safe. So as soon as the plane is is on final approach, Mm -hmm. that's what it is, on final approach, if you're on base, you can see this. If you're like anywhere near where the Air Force One is about to to land, you'll see this. There's a black SUV, like a Tahoe, big black SUV. On the back of it, there's either or both a Secret Service guy with a hand uh, with a with a rifle, and an Air Force person if they're landing on Air Force base or Army, whatever. Okay. And then that person's responsibility is to make sure that that plane lands. So when the plane is landing, Secret Service has jurisdiction. So the Secret Service is watching it, is watching, is watching. It. Boom! It landed. Now whoever is personnel, now that's the responsibility to make sure that plane. Now we're not watching for the plane. We're watching beyond the plane. We're making sure there's no one behind the plane. So as the plane is landing, Mm -hmm. the Tahoe is right below it, and it goes like this, and it moves, it moves, it moves, it moves, and the plane lands, and the Tahoe escorts it to where the final stage is. I got you. The other way I got to work with Air Force One was I was also in charge of watching the Beast, Mm -hmm. a.k.a. the presidential vehicle. Okay. And it was fantastic. Wow. I get a call on the radio, and they say, hey, Chris, we have a special assignment. You'll be um, something one. And I'm like, okay, where do I have to go? Go to the firehouse. I'm like, okay, firehouse. So am I watching? Yeah, you're watching a special DV. I'm like, okay. We'll go in there. And as soon as I <laughs> open the door, boom, the beast is there. That's cool. Two of them. Whoa. And then I go like this to take a picture. Secret Service goes snaps my phone it's like what are you doing I'm laying in there <laughs> what do you mean what am I doing the beast is right there I'm right here one plus one equals two <laughs> yeah no you can't do that oh. airman RC you can't do that I'm like what do you mean like Gary you can't do that I'm like okay whatever I said like, can I see it sure no can I see it so they take my phone again and they're like yep you can see it I'm like okay try to open the door they're heavy uh, yeah they're really I, heavy I heard the, the weight of a Boeing 747 or something. And then, um, of course, it's pressurized. And then at the bottom, this is a cool thing. The bottom is V-shaped. So just in case there's a uh, IED or something, mm-hmm. it cuts it. It doesn't go f- straight up. It just oh. cuts it, and then the blast gets cut. That is so cool. I know. Did you get to go inside of it? No. no. Okay, not allowed. So okay. They opened the door, but did, I was not allowed to even peek, peek in. in. And, and, no. no? Well, I just saw, like, the seats. Yeah, and I can't really go. Oh, look at that! Yeah, they, they keep the president's blood oh, yeah. in there, yeah. like blood type. Yeah, that's fascinating. Well, well that's the blood cool. is is in the plane. Then it gets transferred to the vehicle. Hmm. Yeah. Can they not just keep one chilled? Like no, because the car's not on. So how can you keep the blood hmm. chill? 
Which is why, if you all remember, about two years ago, we had to pay for brand new blood um, fridges for Air Force One. Mm, I don't remember that. Yeah. It's fascinating. Why Why do we have to get what, the I old know, fridges? The, the old good? fridges don't work anymore. They don't no, work? No, well, they, what, they just don't work. What you know? do you think that those it's old new technology. fridges are being it's new used for? Oh, absolutely. They're in the uh, They're probably being used in the trash. No, no. Oh, yes. Oh, the Secret Service has them in a rec room. Oh. They got beers in them or something. Hey, this is to store the president's blood. All right. Well, uh, Chris <laughs> Cruz, anything I've missed? Anything you want to cover here before we No. Say this goodbye? is good enough for you? I'm good. I mean, I, I think we've covered everything, I right? think so, too. I mean, anything else no. come to mind? No. Bucket list? You. Bucket list. Where's your bucket list? Oh, wait. Sorry. It's right here. Yeah, do you have a bucket list? I think I did. Anything good on it? I don't remember. Well, you didn't write anything. You oh, just okay. said yes. Oh, I, I have do a bucket hope. list. I've never been to Israel. Mm. So I want to go to Israel. Cool. Um, I really want to jump off a plane. With with, with a parachute, I would Yeah, hope. hopefully, I mean, if they have one available. If not, then I'm just going to jump off a plane. I, mean, I always want to do that, but I'm just scared of heights. The way you worded that just kind of I just want to jump me. off a plane. Okay. Um, and one is, I think. My wife told me about this. Go to New Zealand. That's some pretty cool stuff there. Mm-hmm. Other than, you know, um, the trails of Lord of the Rings. Mm. I really don't care about that. But like, I heard like when it gets really cold, they have like the springs where it gets like soup. The water's warm. Yeah. And it's snowing. And then like. That's cool. Right. That is legit. That, that- How can that water be steaming hot yeah. when there's snow everywhere i'm with you on that that yeah. is a cool and thing they, they have like a uh she was telling me also that the, the pools of course they're heated because of the same spring Th- thermal heating yeah. or something and they have a uh drinking bar where you just go up get a drink and then go away and it's all made of ice and i'm like how is that possible okay i'm kind of sold on new zealand yeah uh-huh. it's pretty cool wow. and then another one is chef ramsey Jeff Ramsey? Okay. Uh, from Hell's Kitchen, from Kitchen Nightmares. You want to be on a show? I mm-hmm. want to eat at his Hell's Kitchen location in California. Why that one? Because that's where he does his taping for the TV show. Okay. So I want to do that. Now, I've been able to get his cooking book that cost me an arm and a leg. Yikes. But like he is the guy. He's the guy. And um, I really would love... I took his master class. Wait, do you want him to call you, like yell at you and call you a donkey? If he wants to do that, hey, I'll take it. All right. But I just want to be in that Hell's Kitchen because it seems pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. You also want to own a Tesla car sometime in your life. I know. Is that? The closest I could get right now is the Tesla solar panels. So my house right now runs on Tesla solar yeah. panels. Yeah. How does that work? Is that So yeah. it works when the electric company wants to be good, which um, I will be running for the electric company board. Because okay. they're a bunch of socialists, uh-huh. and they refuse me to use my electric panels. Wow. Now, well, the big mistake is that um, when I got it installed in December, Tesla came, installed everything in eight hours, which I was amazed. I have 22 panels, wow. two batteries, two rechargeable batteries, and a converter and everything in eight hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what happens is when you get it installed, you got it inspected by them. They do a test run. Done. The city comes out, do an inspection. The city? The city. Okay. Fort Worth. Comes, boom, done. Then the electric company comes out and changes the reader from a intake reader to an intake and outtake reader. Because now I'm not only taking energy, I'm supplying energy to the electric company as well. Whoa, whoa. I didn't agree to this. Exactly. Oh. 
So right now they're fighting because mm-hmm. according to the electric company, I supply too much power because they're my system is 7.5 kilowatts. I know this is boring, but just in case you have to deal with these people. It's a 7.5 system, but they're trying to add up the batteries. The batteries are just store cells. Right. All they're saying is that there's a possibility that my batteries can send that energy to the electric company, cause a malfunction, and like one of those big transformers explode. But what they're not understanding is it's a store cell. It's not a output. Mm-hmm. There's right. no way. Come out. But they're scared because it could give electricity back to the electric grid. And I was like, just like I could die tomorrow, just like I could get a hit by a buzz. There's so many coulds. Mm-hmm. Because here's one company saying, your kilowatts are too big. They don't fit here. And here's the test that, oh, no, they're not, sweetheart. You, your profile says, this is how much you need, and this is what we're giving you. No, no, there's too big. Oh, no, no, no. This is what we're giving you. It is mm-hmm. electrician porn. I've never heard that phrase, but it did. is the year 2020, so I'm sure it applies somewhere. Everywhere. Chris Cruz, everybody. Remember him for the um, electric board. Good luck with your campaign. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm running for the board because it's a bunch of socialists in there. Bunch of socialists. And you will vote for me because you're on my grid too, aren't you? Oh, I think so. You don't want to try County Electric? I'm not going to answer that question because <laughs> maybe I have my own uh, issues right now. All right. <laughs> Thank you so much. Chris Cruz, everybody, from Blaze TV and the Blaze Radio Network. This has been At The Mic with Keith, an independent podcast production. Look for At The Mic Show on Twitter to connect. 